This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. <laughs> well, I got it. Evan! Damn it. I have a crush on every morning! I'm a virgin. Jewelry <laughs> <laughs> gum. You and I. This is so good. You and I. You and I. <laughs> yes. Jack, I'm a fan of me. Oh, I'm a fan of it's funny. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have Good Christian Fun. The drop, the drop this week is from the, <laughs> the musical version of Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. There's this famous song in it, and there's a particular line that's gone viral. You can see super cuts of it on YouTube <laughs> and high school productions of, of, of this musical where the, you know, the melodies, I take care of my best clientele. It's a gift for me to L. And... Some some of those little girls just put a little sauce on it. I guess in a way it's a big note that you're not really ready for. <laughs> I just want to hear it one more time. Here we go. I bet if I look up that video on YouTube, it'll have a comment from Kevin T. Porter like, nice. "Good job, <laughs> I'm nice." I just thought it was in line and theme for what we were maybe talking about today: oh, musicals, yeah. high school things, yes. things of that nature. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music and the movies and the entertainment made for, made by, made about Christians. But we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church or to make you go to a high school production of a musical that you don't want to see. We're just here to have fun. You should if you want to meet Christ. There was a crew, there was a crew that used to go around LA. This is pre-COVID, like of there was like comedy writers, and they would go to high schools putting on like, you know, you're in town or Wizard of Oz or Hairspray or whatever it was, and then just like go. And and attend. Check it out. The high school production of it. And I always wanted to be invited, but I never was. Oh, I never got I know that you invite. talk about it too. And it's like, did you I'm, ever go, Kevin? No. It's no. I know. Maybe we should just start hitting you it up could and like do it. Sierra Ma- Should yeah. I be the new Not girl? alone? <laughs> and it shouldn't be all men. <laughs> no. Okay. Mix it up a little bit, yeah. but then you could do this, okay. you know? Yeah, maybe I could. Yeah. Like you've been chasing that dream for a while. Lead the 2022 version of School's it. School's back in session in a few months. So maybe by November, there's something going on okay. on stage. <laughs> to the Google maybe we go. Time to rehearse. Someone's doing Footloose. And Sierra Madre. I don't know where, but you know, fun. that would that, that would be, be fun. fun. Uh, were you in the rich schools? The yeah, because they have Go the like best San production Marino's value. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Agora yeah. Hills, Money. things of Costuming. that nature. Yeah, Northridge. Uh, maybe <laughs> no, you don't think so. I don't know. I don't know what Northridge's thing is. Well, we're talking about musicals because we're talking about a musical called High Tops. High Tops from 1985. Yeah, a uh, musical that we watch, that we listen to. Shook the culture. For the, yes, it was a culture, it was a sea change. You know, Born in the USA was out uh, in 1985. (laughs) 
It came out the year prior, but you know, Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, that was kind of the musical culture. And it was really those two guys and then High Tops. And those right. that's kind of like the holy trinity of musical change. That's the band. That have that is the band. MJ, BS, <laughs> High Tops. I got a lot to say about BS. It's been a heartbreaking time oh, in the community so right we're gonna, now. Well, then we'll have to check it on the news yeah, later. we're going to have to check it on the news. We have a few news stories I know. Today. We can't get to it all okay. right now. We have to introduce right now our very special guest who's, you know, maybe wearing some high tops of his own, friends and folks. You may know him from his podcast, Action Boys or the Dumbbells. Give it the hell up for Ryan Stater. Wow. Okay. Wow. The music's... Uh, Inspirational. <laughs> it is. It is inspirational. It feels good. What does I it inspire so. you to do? Uh, I want to sing, but I can't. You know, I <laughs> wish I could. Yeah, Dexter's trying to sing right now, and he it definitely doesn't hold can. him back. Dex. Hey. Sweet guy. We don't need to do that, okay, buddy? Yeah, it's okay. Oh, Dexter. Yeah. Oh, I know. Squirrel Patrol. You know what? what? I was thinking of Squirrel Patrol and Scientology. Mm-hmm. Uh, Squirrel Patrol. And then SP, Suppressive Person. That's right. Same acronym. Wow. <laughs> okay. No I coincidence there. Thinking. You you <laughs> no sound right now like that guy on episode two of the rehearsal, the new Nathan Fielder show. show. <laughs> Ooh, have y'all watched it yet? I haven't yet. No. I'm, I'm excited to. For better but or worse. But is he really smart and making terrific. good connections? Mm, he's one of these guys where it's like, you know, my birthday's in October and I saw a license plate that said 10 on it on the way here. <laughs> and it's like, and it's not like a few of those. It's like a million of those wow. that he does. It finds you know, meaning and numerology and, and different symbols, things of that nature. It seems like a good life. Yeah. To, to see meaning everywhere yeah. where that most awareness. of us see absolute chaos. I see yeah. nothing. I yeah. never get those. Do you ever get those? Like a little like weird coincidence? Uh, no. I mean, nothing to uh, report on the show. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I'm looking for a good one, but, you know. Yeah. I want that... Um, I want that story, you know, that some actor or somebody will tell that's that's like, oh, I knew it. Like, uh, I was on my way to this opportunity and this happened. And, yes, you know, like, uh, who was I thinking about? Oh, we did. KP and I just um, connected over Elvis and Austin Butler had like, that's right. a, <laughs> like, oh, what was yeah, his story? It, it, oh, just like loving the movie. But I, I listened to, so I watched all the press for the movie, of course, hundreds and hundreds of interviews oh, yeah. with all it's of them. It's part of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was talking about how uh, I never in my entire life had... <laughs> ever thought about playing Elvis or had anybody mention to me that I should play Elvis. And then no less than three people came up to me and said, you should consider playing Elvis in a biopic. <laughs> and then wow. that same night, my agent called and said that the, they're setting up an Elvis movie. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, I've never yeah. had anything like that. Preordained. Cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. He went his whole life. No one said, you remind me of Elvis. And then all of a sudden, Couple Three people, people did, yeah, something like that. We're and like, then, yeah. you give me Elvis. Yeah, that's like when wow. literally the real Elvis saw Joseph Stalin's face in the clouds, <laughs> as, as he was that's describing right. in the documentary. He's like, and that's when I knew God wasn't real. That's God a whole was story. Yeah, whatever the case with that. I used to do that when I was a kid. I did that with time. For some reason, the numbers four and thirty-two were very important to me. I can't tell you why because I, I literally don't know why. 
432. Yeah, so when it was 432, I was like, ooh, it's my time. I need to, like, There was no meaning to, I need to what? It's Kevin time. Yeah, okay. What's going on? One minute. I think, um. (laughs) One minute every day. Yeah, 433 was a For the magic to happen. (laughs) I think it's, I think everybody should pick one and take it. Because only good things can happen from that. You know, if you just Uh. keep telling yourself that this means something great and anytime I see it, Something good's around the corner. Yes. Yeah. It's a little DIY astrology in a way. All right. Kevin's is 432. What's your time? Um, 12 minutes before. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I want 441. Okay. 441. Okay. Now, this has to be a time I'm awake. You know, you have okay. to factor that into it. Yeah. You want to be, so you want to be able to experience it. You don't want it to be right. five, six, seven. So I think nine something. Nine, might be, I was gonna yeah. say nine safe something is super real safe because <laughs> it's like probably up in the morning and I'm probably up at night. So I'm gonna say maybe nine oh nine because that was my That's early cool. area code as well. So that might be my sign. Okay. That's cool. Wait, the area code for what what part of um Lake Elsinore. Lake Elsinore, okay. The, the Riverside California. County. Nine oh nine. All right. Now it's nine oh nine. Nine oh nine. Nines are actually good because I was born June 3rd, 6-3. What's a multiple of three? Six. What's another multiple of three? Nine. Okay, That's so we're you're exposing oh. yourself as a, a little bit of this person that we're talking about. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did, we, did any of us hear growing up, 3 a.m. is the devil's hour? Hey, sweet boy. He is like you're being a little devil right now. At, maybe it's because of me. Be Maybe I'm petting me. him and Come he thinks that's, that's encouragement. No, 3 a.m., the devil's hour. Discuss. I, I've heard devil's hour. Um, I've never heard someone say the devil's hour before. But but I feel like, what is, is witching hour? Is that midnight or something? Or is that? Witching hour, I don't know if it's a specific hour, but it's like, you know, weird things are going on. It's late at night, you know? Okay. But I've heard 3 a.m. discussed in like, um, like music lyric study terms, you know? Like whenever you want to say something is in a weird time, it's like 3 a.m. It's always the go-to. Sure. Because Matchbox 20. 4 a.m., like people are, I guess, awake and going to work. 2 a.m. feels like kind of like you're still, still kind of early. Yeah, so you're okay. 3 a.m. is like <laughs> no one stuff. wants to be up at 3 a.m. Yeah. You know, it's like a bad time. Except of day. for Rob Thomas. Who's yeah. <laughs> so, oh, a lead singer Matchbox 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I had to Google, I'm like, it is 3 a.m., right? Oh, God. I, I, the only phrase I ever heard was like, nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah, that's something moms say to yeah. scare their children, right? Right, to scare us. Yeah. And I'm not scared anymore. Yeah, because a lot of good things have happened. <laughs> Nothing yeah, good things have ever happened. Bunch to me. of good stuff. Not a lot of good stuff for gremlins, but <laughs> no, but. that is true. Maybe our moms are talking about gremlins. They were Could talking be. to gremlins. Yeah. yeah, they just saw gremlins. They're like, gang. They were traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, they saw the first rule on gremlins, <laughs> and they're like, I'm out, and that's all I need to know. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I, I'm, yeah, I like, I like the idea of seeing meaning and stuff, and I need to do that more. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Well, um, that's something we've kind of come to in a lot of our like whatever deconstruction, freaking post church, whatever is like. I'm on my J. The different. Oh, it's my wait. Were you just barking at Stanger Dex? <laughs> Dexter doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't like beatboxing. You are. Oh, he's a little. Hey, sweetie. Do you want to really in the okay. bedroom? I feel no, like he's he'll like be worse. worked up. Oh, okay. He might be. Dexter, yeah. should we just let him outside for a while? Yeah, I'll oh. just let him run. <laughs> just free. let him go. Yes. <laughs> See what happens. Was he mad at you? Could be like, mad at me. He doesn't like, like me. They <laughs> no, introduced me. No, he did me. like you. He went over to you earlier. Man, well, yeah, we're talking about finding meaning in things. Uh, did you find meaning in the way of religion yes. growing up at uh, all? So I was thinking about this 
in preparation for the show. You know, I don't know if I'm the most exciting guest in that respect because I do, <laughs> I as a listener, like when somebody <laughs> has a <laughs> has a major story about that or was, you know, heavily invested in in and then maybe went through a, a phase where they were they were completely swept away by it and then, you know, uh-huh. either came around to to leaving or stuck with it or whatever it is. So I like, I like, as a listener, I like all that. I, I had like a real, almost like hedonistic family to where there was the whole no, family. Yeah. I mean, there's no real, no real religion there. I mean, we were Episcopal, I guess I was baptized and we would go, my mom and dad would go when they were younger and we started kind of going and then my parents just bailed on it. Like they just like, we can't, we're not. And my dad's just, this isn't us. My dad's like a, like truly like a fucking animal, just like a crazy, like a crazy person, just like, just, just swearing and just complete, um, just a complete victim of his own emotions and desires and whatever he wanted. And so, He's we, raw. He is yes. not. Right. No it's so in, edge right. to him. Yes. In no way would he abstain from anything that he wanted to do <laughs> or see. And yeah. that involved us kids. And so even I was just thinking about like what movies and stuff we watched, you know, because we we watched something for this show, the High Tops musical. And, you know, just I, I would just imagine like as a Christian parent trying to find stuff for your kids to be able to consume that mm-hmm. maybe is you know, falls in line with what you want to teach them, but is also entertaining and all. And my dad was just what he wanted to watch. And so when I was growing up, it was a, a whole bunch of like psychosexual thrillers and oh stuff. My God. So we were just, I would just go like, all right, fatal attraction, like body heat, yeah, fatal yes. basic instinct, whatever. Like I was just like, as a kid seeing all of that stuff. Only you know? Michael Douglas was like yeah, oh, yeah. wildest stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so you all- were seeing that stuff when you were probably like too young too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I, I mean, I mean, I guess I came out okay-ish. I don't know. Sure. But yeah, anything. So we'll I'll let you know by the end of the podcast. Yeah, we're not going to say. It's not looking good right now. <laughs> but I mean, truly, like anything I wanted to watch, anything I wanted to listen to, anything I wanted to do or see, like I just could, you know. And you wow. continue that tradition with your own children now, right? C- c- kind of. I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, he's, it's just, if he doesn't want to watch it, I'm not going to make him. And mm-hmm. it's not like I'm shoving, you know, Stuff that's like has like a lot of adult content or mm-hmm. sex down his like throat. Like the new Buzz Lightyear movie. No, no way. Yeah, because of that freaking kiss. Uh, and no Tim child. Allen. No way. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's the most offensive. Wait, do we talk about how mad Patricia Heaton, who is a famous conservative we Christian, did talk about okay, that, yeah. we did talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love the uh, soundbite of his. Uh-huh. <laughs> You yeah. get why he was so popular because that sound is good. It's good. That, a signature sound is so hard to find. For 90s sitcom humor, uh, that was like that was, the Beatles playing on Ed Sullivan <laughs> in the 60s. That was like 90% of our theme song for a while. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it still kind of is. It's got a presence. Yeah. We still yeah. need to play that. So your parents were Episcopalian growing up. Like well, that was their I don't know. Context. I think my mom was some kind of just basic Christian denomination. My dad was Episcopalian. And so we kind of were, okay. you know, Catholic light in that sense. But I mean, truly there was nothing, nothing like we, they weren't even rebelling against some sort of no, my, church my, upbringing. No. And my grandma on my, my mom's mom is religious. And my grandpa was a, a, a man of science. And so he was oh. atheist. And that was when I was growing up, it was like really controversial. We were like, wow, grandpa's atheist. But he still went to church with her because she liked it, and he was friends with um, 
you know, the, all the people at the church. That's and nice. and then when he died, they actually described him. He's like kind of one of those guys that you're like, wow, despite being atheist, he lived like a really Christian life, you know, a lot, a lot, totally. a lot of Christian morality and, you know, all the, all the good stuff. Had like a yeah. good legacy yes. in his life still. Yeah. But I remember thinking like, wow, grandpa's a, it's, it seems so hardcore. And I, hardcore. Yeah. It does seem hard. I remember feeling the same way too, as a kid of like, Shit, it's you're such old. a stance. Don't you all believe in yeah. God? Yeah. Cause you were there for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It feels like really brave and really counterculture. And yeah. I, spe- I bet even more so for his time as well. Oh you yeah, know? for sure. I bet that was like a thing he had to talk about all the time. Yes. And he wasn't like a militant atheist. I mean, he wasn't trying to convert people or mm-hmm. convince anybody. Like I said, my, he was fine with my grandma going, to church and he would go and they would talk and um you know all that shit but i i lived in rural idaho for a while as a boy and i went to a quaker school idaho yeah i I don't think i knew this i've only been to pocatello i don't know anywhere anywhere else so i where i lived was way up north by the canadian border you know there's that little kind of stovepipe that idaho's got so Mm -hmm. we were like right by the canadian border yeah in that little slice in that little slice and Mm -hmm. the only school out there that i could go to by where we lived was a quaker school so i did that for a while Yeah. What did you think of Quakerism as you were part of it? Yeah. (laughs) They're all really nice. Um, and, and, you know, it was, it's a pretty feel good little religion. And so, but I, I just, even then, like it kind of informed some of my, you know, what I later took with me. Cause I would ask questions and stuff. And I, I felt like my teachers and stuff were doing their best to kind of explain things, but I felt like even they weren't all the way in. And so I was like, (laughs) <laughs> oh, and I was like, and that's okay. Like it's, I'm yeah. not going to get the answers right. I need and that's okay. And so it kind of, it made me start to kind of form my own, um, you know, like my own religion, like my, ideas own, and my and own religion. And I yeah. converted as many as I could, yeah. but just like, yeah, my own kind of directives and stuff. And then, but also kind of like being, you know, open and, you know, like I was never scared by religion. You know, mm-hmm. some people that aren't that aren't brought up in it get, get a little scared by it, sure. or can feel, can feel creepy. Understandably, or, yeah, yeah, and uh, understandably in some cases, and uh, in other cases not at all. Um, and then the, the another thing I wanted to tell you guys about was I did move. So we moved from Idaho into the Sacramento Valley, and I lived in a smallish town. It's big now, but a smallish town called Rockland, and there were like um, the, uh, I think like Christian mega churches there, or like at least one. And so a lot of my friends got into that because it was a good place Mm -hmm. to go and be social. And there was an offshoot of one of those, um, that was a gym called the Lord's gym. And so, yeah. wait, oh, an actual like place to work out. Yeah. Oh, the Lord's gym. The Lord's gym. Like, like the a bunch. power team is <laughs> hanging God out around there. Can God create a weight so heavy he can't that you can't lift it? it? Find out. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a bunch of like hip. Um, you know, guys are all buff that were like trainers there and you could go and work out for free if you just listened to some stuff, some God stuff. Oh, so, wait, like, I, how would the God stuff go? It was just, you know, like a little reading or, you know, you just sit and kind of rap about, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, how like, did they, because I guess you couldn't just like come in and out of the gym. Like you'd have to go for the set teaching time. Yeah, you would go and, and like then, you could, there was like open gym and you could get access to the open gym if you spent, if you'd put a little clock some time in with, um, you know, talking to the so funny. <laughs> so you'd, 
would you have to like go into a side room and like talk to the they gym They did it guy? like in the gym space. It was all in the gym space. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just endure whatever it was so I could you, work like, out. nod for a little yeah, while. And like, then, yeah, but then yeah, a, okay, a free gym sure. though, Yeah, awesome. I guess sometimes I'm scared of stuff. <laughs> so I, like, to say, yeah, okay, I hear yeah, that. Yeah. All right, uh, brother, you're in. Yeah. And they were, they were really sweet, like nothing pushy or anything. And then I went to a, um, the same, the same like faction of, um, this church that did the Lord's gym also did, uh, uh, boxing camp that I went away to. Wow. And, uh, but that was like really intense because they would like, they would just get these kids exhausted and then they would like have to like accept Jesus and like everybody would cry and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But you could bring you to like an emotional place to where you you feel like something's happening. I'm laughing because like that's already kind of a routine every Christian camp has is like the Saturday night altar call. Like it's an infamous thing of like getting these kids whipped up and to the point they're like, you are crying. You don't know why. And like, you want to accept God. (laughs) Adding the layer of like, you have been physically exhausted. Been working out so hardcore that your, your body is also under dominion. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) You've been boxing all day. I just remember my dad being like, all right, you can fuck. I don't give a shit. Fucking go if you want, you know? Did you so accept Jesus? I didn't. Camp? I never did. They never made you, you know? Mm. And like, so I just kind of watched and would just, you know, sit with my box. little sweats and, you know, yeah. do my like uh, shadow boxing and road yeah. work and all that stuff and just beat up some little Christian kids and, you know. Small price to pay and actually fun to know who you're, yeah, coming Kinda up cool. against. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, it, but everybody was always super nice there too. I mean, I, I was never really exposed to any of like the politics or the evils of any of it. It was all I always felt very welcomed and you know I mean I guess I was kind of dangling my you know my <laughs> potential faith in their faces you know <laughs> yeah I was just like so I'm they, thinking about it yeah, I'm and like, we call that a god tease when it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe I'll convert I gotta do a couple more rounds on one the more blog day, and yeah, then yeah, I'll know for sure yeah <laughs> show me what you know about leg day and I'll that's you know, what it feels I'll like a couple more exercises it's funny and then um Another thing I was curious to hear your guys' thoughts on, my son, I've got an 11-year-old kid, and uh, he was raised in even less religion than I am, unfortunately. We would talk about God and Mm -hmm. any questions he's got. I mean, I'll I'll try to answer. We'll see if we can figure it out. But um, And he's welcome to do, you know, to get into whatever he wants to get into. But when he was really little, we had this um, this kind of daycare slash school thing that we got him in. And uh, you kind of want to find something that they can – your kid can go and get a little bit of a framework of school when they're not, when they're too young for kindergarten and all that, and then learn a little bit. And it's kind of daycare too. And so this one that we found was, Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's evangelical. Oh (laughs) yeah. Which is, yeah. And so. Was it like Saddleback or something? Like No, it was, was it's small. And it's just for like, um, you know, pre-K, like it's just for like, two to kind of six years old or something. Okay. My guess is it's called Sunshine Care, but the sun is spelled S-O-N. S-O-N. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to say. And uh, so I would forget that it was evangelical, <laughs> you know, because you just send them there. And it's it was, the teachers were nice and they did get some good school in there. And like they taught zoophonics and they taught them like, you know, so like it got good marks as far as being able to teach them a little bit of school. And so um, we had him in there and then it, 
you know, sometimes I'd be picking him up from school and taking him home and he would like ask me about Jesus and I'd be like, oh shit, I forgot you were doing <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you did some good stuff. And then uh, I got like a little pamphlet from them and they and it was a thing about dinosaurs. And I was like, oh, he loves dinosaurs. This could be great. And then oh, I no. forgot that they're on the Genesis timeline. Oh, and so no. it's like all the shit about So it's like, like dinosaurs are a fake. The, yeah, yeah, or just walking the earth <laughs> oh, with right. men, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we could have ridden them. God testing us with the bones, you know? Yeah, have you heard this theory? Them? Oh, is this the kind yeah. of workaround for carbon dating? God put bones in the, yeah, to test our faith. Let's see how you <laughs> do. See if we really believe still that he's the creator. Oh, wow. Um, wait, so they gave a little dinosaur lesson and it was well, about how, yeah, they yeah. were like around. Yes, yeah, that was <laughs> there. That was the angle was is that you know kind of reinforcing the Genesis timeline. So, wow. And then That's there awesome. was there was I have I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you guys. Please. We have like a great picture of him, and there was some milestone to where he asked some question about Jesus or something, and so they're really proud of it. So it's him with like somebody and like holding a certificate, and you can just see him like. Like, like the woman's like lack of intimacy and like his being uncomfortable with it. But like wanting to be praised. Oh, I guess, yeah, yeah. You take it wherever you can get it at sure. that age, you know? Oh yeah. my God. So it was really fun. It was really funny. That is but, really funny. Yeah, yeah. To like be surprised by like the evangelical lessons coming out of your little child. Yeah. And you're like, I was just hoping you'd learn colors. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And get you. Like, yeah. How to kind of, you know, sit quietly in a classroom, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Because Caroline went to a Christian private school. I was homeschooled yeah. to Ooh. avoid secular education right. and schooling and liberalism the lies in, in the classroom. Yes. The dino yes. lies. Yes, the dino um, lies. Well, I wanna, I'm curious, what have been the questions that your 11-year-old have asked you about God, you know, outside of the preschool teaching? Uh, it's it's stuff, It's it kind of broke from Christianity. So... I mean, I think for me, you know, a lot of that was because it was so, even though I wasn't really raised, you know, going to rigorously going to church and all that, it's, it was so on the present and like my framework for how I understood spirit, spirituality. And even now, like it informs, you know, like I'll, it'll seek it's, it's in the cement, you know, like, so it'll sink in there, mm -hmm. you know, like my kind of framework or how I will reference something. I'm like, mm -hmm. Ooh, you may want to open your mind a little bit to some, right. some other stuff. It's <laughs> right. kind of informed, you know, like a lot it's of like how- in the oxygen yes, of everything yeah. too. Truly, you know? yeah. So yeah. It's in here especially and all totally. that. And so, and so it's interesting because he had virtually none of that except for this little bit when he was little. And so his are broader questions of spirituality and, you know, like an afterlife and what I make of it and- um, how to kind of understand that. And will you be there when he dies? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just, just all, and like kind of, he's even less fixed on heaven and hell. Like that was really, really interesting to me growing up. He's yeah. just kind of, you know, heaven and hell These places. Yeah. And, um, you know, and even like weirdly that gave me a fear of kind of like losing my parents too. Um, yeah. totally. And, in is, in a way that's something that he doesn't seem to have, you know, I think because, he's like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not afraid or not because he's lacking that kind of, I think if you're constantly being, you're having to face the reality of a heaven or a hell, mm -hmm. you do think about a life on this earth ending, you know, mm -hmm. in a way that he maybe doesn't have to even go there because he's just kind of floating, you know? Right. And I do, I do worry sometimes because I think there's something healthy about, kind of having something and then and then deciding if it's for you or not. Mm. You know, a lot of the great thinkers that I or or people that I read um, you know, had had some kind of 
spiritual death where they've broken away from something or, or they still kind of embrace it. And then they hide it in their writing in a way that's compelling somehow, mm. you know, like C.S. Lewis is very Lewis. subtle analogies <laughs> and metaphors. That's interesting. Yeah. So I don't, so I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, where it takes them, but I mean, I, I, I try to be, uh, you know, a good sounding board for him. You know, another thing I was thinking about with my dad was like, my dad was, you know, so open about any kind of sex talk and like not afraid to talk about sex. Well, cause you had questions after fatal attraction. Yeah. Where you're like, uh... yeah it just nothing, nothing makes him feel uncomfortable. Mm. And so in such uncomfortable, plain English, like he would tell me everything, but he ended up being a great source because I could trust him. He didn't really have any yeah. You know, there was no he wasn't concealing something. Yeah. There wasn't a taboo probably. Right. Yeah. And he didn't have any he didn't have any reason to mislead me, you know, yeah. like in, 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 for his own gain like a friend or like a bully or something would. Mm. And so that is something I have tried to do, you know, for my son. Um, you know, to varying degrees to, of success. Yeah, to maybe a slightly <laughs> lesser degree of candidness than, yeah. than your own father, but yeah. They're oddly these this generation is oddly more puritanical than I was for sure. How so? They're just they're not as horny, you know. I mean, he's way—he's too young. But I even noticed, like, um, kids older than him. Like for me, like I wanted—I wanted to watch what the adults were watching. I wanted to know what was being kept away from me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wanted to see movies that had sex and not pornography, but just you know, like adult, oh, sure. like movies that had like adult totally. situations in there. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that this younger group doesn't want that. They're like, no. And I'm curious because you guys are younger than I am. Do you think that it's Hey, we were all born in the eighties, right? Do you think that it's oh, from? <laughs> Do you think it's because of pornography? Do you mm. think that now, because people can easily consume pornography, that they don't they silo their entertainment? So it's like there's like you see on Twitter, like people like keep sex scenes out of movies or. This movie was good until this cringy scene or whatever. Yeah, like, what was the point of the sex scene? And I'm like, it's sex. Like, it's awesome. The hot couple fucks. You don't want to see the hot people. And to be clear, we're talking about the um, ravishing sex scene in The Eternals, the Chloe Zhao movie (laughs) from 2020. That was rough. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I also have this curiosity of how this generation will approach, I mean, the healthy ones, hopefully, like how they approach watching sex scenes and watching pornography because like it's just so horrifying that maybe it's like they dip their toe in and it's too much you know and so you just block that out because pornography is just so insane you know whereas like so you think they're not even watching the pornography oh I'm sure they are I just don't know like how I'm sure I hope they are setting up guardrails in some way for themselves of like this is stuff I don't go to or the stuff that is fine I don't know but But I'm really curious how how kids now are self-policing, I guess is the word, yeah, you know, and, and what they are just diving headfirst into. I would be curious what uh, our friend Mike Mohan, remember our, our guest who we had on for uh, actually a film that kind of reminds me of High Tops. We had him on for a musical called The Apple, which is this very strange, I think German musical from the 1970s. He's a writer director. He made that movie, The Voyeurs, starring uh, Justice Smith and Sidney Sweeney last year. Oh, cool. Which is like a, a genuine erotic thriller in the vein of those movies like Basic Instinct and and Fatal Attraction. Because um, now it does feel like that used to be the only vessel 
or avenue that was acceptable to, through which to receive it, like the old Cinemax after a certain hour of the day, or literally like finding a magazine in the woods. Truly. And now it's just like, all right, boop, boop, boop. Okay, here's the most horrific looking hentai imaginable. Right. So, so the accessibility of it is also mm-hmm. something I think that makes people desire it less in yeah. other kinds of media. Whereas before, yeah. When it's if, more forbidden, mm-hmm. you're more curious well, about it. Yeah, I, I that's gotta be, that's gotta be part of it. Yeah. But I'm, I feel like it even goes beyond that. Like they straight up don't want it. Mm. And so I'm curious mm-hmm. if it's this something that's, two sides of their brain. So it's like, I have my, you know, my erotic and hormonal needs met with pornography and I don't want that to mix into my movies. Mm. And I'm like, I had both. So like I had very limited access to any kind of pornography. It was like the truly like finding something in the woods, which I would then have for a while and then throw, like, I got to get rid of it. (laughs) And then like a day later, like be back in the woods, like trying to find it. Where to go, where to go, where to go. Not too, too soon, too soon. Um, but I'm just wondering if they're like, I, I don't want it. I don't want it mixed up at all. And then you even see movies like even the new Top Gun movie, to where they kind of they throw that sex scene the, in there, the best sex scene. But it's like a in the world Cialis commercial, or where, something. where Tom Cruise shows up to Jennifer Connelly's door, and then it cuts to them talking in bed, and yeah. he's shirtless, and Limited I believe she's fully sex. clothed. Yeah, yeah, like, so yeah, funny. Okay. There's like a lot of like, um, it's like a lot of like linen and stuff. Like, what is that? What's that company? Um, Hanes, Fruit of the Loom. Not Hanes. It's like um, they do like canvas tote bags. And um, I'm not sure which company this <laughs> that's is. That's the vibe you're getting. L- Lind. Oh, man, I can't. Canvas. I'm not going to be able to think of it. So we can move on. I saw some cultural analysis about um, like, and I wonder if this ties in in some ways to what you're like thinking about, but that another weird thing is like people are getting hotter and hotter for movies. You know how like every... Um, leading person is now just like unbelievably good looking and like in the era of fatal attraction like you could have a very mid average looking person be like aforementioned Michael Douglas back when the premise of the movie was what if you all wanted to have sex with Michael Douglas constantly you know like it did not matter and but the more like your body has to be perfect that like doesn't it's not conducive for sex because sex is so like visceral and ugly and like you have to be in the moment you can't be thinking about what yeah. you look like and like how bad you may look or whatever oh, and so it's not accessible the either perfection yeah. is not compatible with like sexiness yeah. you know that's interesting yeah. yeah wow that's great i i can say that i am you know terrified uh for uh pornography of my son so <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. Is too- much much to look forward to. Yeah, it's like, terrifying. Yeah, I, you gotta have a game plan. Yeah, at eleven too, it's like it's already it's starting uh, to kind of there. impending. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like you do watch something like High Tops, and you're like, well, maybe just you know, <laughs> maybe they're onto something. Yeah, <laughs> these Christians might have something. Forcing him to watch this. <laughs> Um, your story is so lovely and I know to you, it doesn't seem very eventful or something like that, but it's always interesting talking with people like you who didn't grow up with a lot of like religious anchors or influences in their life. And like, we were so warned by that of like people that go through that end up, you know, just like insane, you know, and like Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, Jenny. Yeah, baby. Just no morals, you know, no I- ethics, no care for their fellow man, no care for themselves That's or whatever. Right. And you obviously are not like that. And you've come through 
so lovely and wonderful. And I also have noticed that almost everyone that has ever gone through Quakerism in any way is like the coolest person I've ever met. <laughs> it's like very chill. Oh, wow. But I think that the thing that you did get, and maybe you don't even notice it because it's innate to you, but is your open-mindedness and your ability to not have a certain story that you were sticking to for so long to either rebel against or keep. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. And you know, my, and I should, you know, I talked about my dad, but my credit to my parents, they were like, whatever I wanted, if I wanted to go to church, they would have let me, there was no, there was no, you have to, or you don't. It was just kind of like, they were very progressive in that way. And, um, and yeah, (laughs) I I also wanted to ask you guys, (laughs) I, yes, your son can come on the podcast whenever he wants to. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, we, we should have, have some him. great videos for him. <laughs> we should have him do that at some point. But yeah, I had a friend when I went to college. And this is like, this is another thing too that kind of like got me to kind of open my mind up too. And he was a uh, Southern Baptist. It was my best friend in college, wow. played sports together there. And so talk a lot about religion. And he was really dogged in his faith when we first got to college. And so, you know, the big thing that comes up when everybody's talking about religion is, you know, is, is witness. And if you don't, you don't, don't accept Jesus Christ and you go to hell. And then I I know that for a lot of Christians, that's where like that starts to kind of like ruffle them, you know, where it's like, Ooh, that I I have this person that I like, that seems like a good person. And I don't, this doesn't quite add up the right way. And so the math doesn't add up. You just can't count them out like that. (laughs) Like I could Mm -hmm. before maybe. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so no new ground there. But anyway, that's what this kind of guy was, this guy was wrestling with. And I remember we'd have discussions about it and uh, he's still my friend. And, but he would be, he would get furious at me (laughs) and like, we'd scream, he would scream and yell and I would try not to, because I didn't have the same um, investment. I didn't have the same emotion tied up in it. And so I'd be like, I totally see what you're saying. I just don't, I personally don't feel that. And so he was like completely put off by my lack of faith. And it was so much that we would have discussions and that would be the end of it. It would be like 3am, the devil's hour. And I'd be in bed and I would like feel something. And then he'd flip the light on in my room and then like sit down and like need to talk about it more. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so it would just like go on and on and on. And then ultimately like he came out of like when we left, you know, college, like he was, you know, a devil worshiper. Like he I was, was, he yeah. had let go. He'd let go. This, yeah. Like, but I, I think it was, he wanted seen. to, and then he was like, you know, talking it out with me and it was more him arguing with himself, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm Even. sure you're such a huge part of this story for him <laughs> and like whatever did construction. Potentially. Yes. But it was, <laughs> but it was like, it was really cool to see that because I was like, oh man, it's, and that's kind of where I, I have like, um, I don't know understanding and, you know, just somebody that's like having a hard time leaving it behind or even being, or not want, not willing to leave it behind because Mm -hmm. it's like, man, if you are, if that's what was in your DNA from when you were born, that's fucking tough, man. Yeah. It's it's really distressing. Incredibly powerful. And it's tied to everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like family, your family will tell you, I love you because you're God's child, you know, (laughs) like things like that, you know? It's like, would they love me if I wasn't, if I was just their son or daughter? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that many really big bonds. Can I ask you guys, so what did you, what did you, when you were growing up in this and you were being f- fed Christian content to consume for mm-hmm. entertainment, did you not like it? Did you think it was corny or did you convince yourself that you did? 
And did you have any kind of like guilty pleasures to where you were like- <laughs> I genuinely liked a lot of it. Genuinely liked a lot genuinely of it. Genuinely liked a lot of, I mean, Caroline loved veggie, still loves veggie tales, things of that nature. Yeah, we liked it, but most Christian stuff I thought was very corny, mm-hmm. very dumb. And then I was like, I should do a podcast about it forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we didn't like it. And like my parents are both huge into comedy. And so we watched like good stuff all the time. So it's kind of hard to go to, Christian stuff after you've like watched something actually funny to then go watch high tops. It's, it's not the same. Yeah, for our household, it was more the music because that was just what was on the radio yeah. 24-7. So there is almost a sensation. I I realized this even driving in the car if I have a CD instead of playing something off the iPhone. If I just listen to the CD over and over again, I'm like, I guess this is my favorite album. <laughs> just because yeah. it's always in the CD player and repeti- I like It'll get you. I guess Taylor Swift's Red is one of my favorite albums of all time. <laughs> it's I mean, a good one. Be. But it's just because I've listened to each of those songs 90, 100, you know, so, so much. And so the same effect happened with CCM, Contemporary Christian Music, growing up with it from that time period of like between 1997 and 2003, where all those songs, I'm like, I guess I love this, you know, which was true at the time. And some of it is really good. And like even revisiting later, like, oh yeah, this holds up. Like there were some good artists in it, you know? The music more so than any of the actual. Definitely. Yeah, the music. Movies or media, <laughs> like any other, yeah. Redeemable parts, yeah. Yeah. And um, what, what would be the, like the most mainstream, sneaky Christian thing that you can think of, like right now. I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy series, mm. starring the most famous Christian alive. Right. Oh, is it? Is that? Is there a lot of Christian <laughs> stuff? A good question. No, no. I mean, no, not in that one. The mainstream sneaky Christian. I mean, I feel like Christianity and like themes of faith and things of that nature are like people use that as shorthand for a lot of different things, like. Even like Station Eleven or The Leftovers on HBO has a lot of that stuff. But but actually, something that's actually kind of promoting and pushing more of a Christian worldview holistically. Yeah. Hmm. That is a good question. I'm not. I'm not sure. Nothing comes to top of mind. <laughs> We're probably not consuming it, whatever it is. But I, what comes to mind is like maybe country music, a lot of that, or um, like sports in the world of sports, and maybe like football. There are like very Christian-y values being pushed sometimes in, like, the sports world. Yeah. There's always a— That is way more out there than, like, the movie world, for example, or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then there are, like, little— Like, we we talked about, you know, even maybe watching Hacksaw Ridge for this episode, so there will be the stray Gibson joint that pops up where it's like, yeah, I mean, but that's not so sneaky. But things like, you know, I mean, you can make an argument for the reinforcement of certain, like, Christian or patriarchal worldviews, even in, like, the Judd Apatow movies, which people have made the argument, oh, like, it's knocked up an anti-abortion movie in some ways. And, you know, the 40-year-old virgin is about a guy who waits to have sex. Uh, waits to Before, you know, <laughs> for getting like, married. In love, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in love right. and gets married, you know. So those things always exist in the culture. But then when it is so diluted down, it is because of, like— the puritanical roots of the country. It is like, is this just like an American value? Right. Or not? Is that why we like this? Because yeah. it's got some of the stuff that we all, that it's right. a CD that we've listened to a thousand times. Yeah. yeah. And it used to be way more at the forefront and things like even Westerns and the idea of John Wayne being the country's movie star and the Ronald Reagan shit. Like that stuff used to be at the forefront yeah. of the country in a way that it's less so now. Like the most popular shit is like you're gonna find a lot more themes of 
nationalism or traditional values than Christianity, particularly, I think that's more diluted now. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And I, yeah, as far as movies and content and all that kind of stuff, too, there's less there's less propaganda. I mean, straight up, there was like propaganda. They were called propaganda movies mm-hmm. like for World War II and all that mm-hmm. shit. Oh, yeah. And then it's interesting to see now what's going on in China, too, how they, they have like a Chinese film group that just, they make, all their movies are propaganda. Propaganda films. And like anything that, want, anything that we want to show over there it has to go through their, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they censor system. it. I mean, I would argue system. a lot of the Marvel Avengers stuff is propaganda, like for military, like straight oh, up. Oh, yeah. Top Gun Maverick is a very militaristic. Very much so. It is so funny. You might have seen this, Stanger. It is so funny to go. There's a Playboy interview with Tom Cruise from like 1990. And he talks about starring in Born on the 4th of July, playing Ron Kovic, a real-life man who was paralyzed from the Vietnam War, became an anti-war activist. And then he talks about Top Gun, and he, and he says, you know, born on the 4th of July, that is real life. That is the effects of war. I would hope if I ever served in war, I would become someone like Ron Kovic. Top Gun is a fantasy. That is militaristic, blah, blah, blah. And there's a reason we haven't done Top Gun 2 and Top Gun oh, 3 no. and Top Gun 4. This is like 22 years that. ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. That one's interesting, though, because when I saw the first Top Gun, I wanted to join the Navy. Like, I was like, purely to be a pilot. It wasn't because I felt anything for America or anything. I just wanted to be a pilot. (laughs) Yeah. I took my kid to see Maverick. We all loved it. It's a fun movie. Um, And and I was like, do you have any interest in flying planes or any of that stuff? And he's like, nope. (laughs) Good kid. (laughs) Different. Yeah, him. And then also, I don't know, just like... uh, you know, whether, you know, even though they had the full cooperation of the Navy, it just felt like a weird action movie or something. It didn't feel as jingoistic as the other ones, even though it kind of technically is, but. Right. I think mean, because of the vagueness of the enemy. It wasn't like, yes. we got to take the Russians down right. or that the was helpful. Chinese or whatever. It was very, very yeah. nondescript. Yeah. And I feel like the, like the most military guys, like the John Hamm character are like the clowns of the movie, yeah. you know? And so you don't take them seriously. Cyclone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, oh, man, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that. I more. feel like, like there's the most, more that I'm not thinking of. I know I'm getting, I'm getting frustrated with like, myself. Of what like, is we should know that Christian Trojan horsing right? like into our culture. Yeah. Well, it's tricky because if it's, if there's that much of a, like a, agency behind it or an agenda behind it, it's usually not good, you know? Yeah. So that's where they don't like it. They fall. Yeah. That's where it falls apart. So it's like right. the stuff that is consumable and good is like you mentioned, like the CS Lewis to where, even mm-hmm. though it's, it's pretty much there, but like, he's, you know, is it's, it's still like an interesting fantasy. It's story. An interesting fantasy. Yeah, and it's kind it's of fun. hidden. And you could like, if you're not looking for it, you could completely miss it, I guess. Yeah. You know? I do wonder what they're going to do with it because I believe Netflix bought the rights to that adaptation like a two or three years ago at this point. And so they will do their own. We're going to do our game of Thrones or our Lord of the Rings. They're going to do Chronicles of Narnia at some point. And I wonder if they do kind of strip it of more of the deistic allegory. I mean, it's so baked in. I don't know if you even can, but I wonder if they would, or if you should, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, I I, I don't know what damage is that one doing? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if anyone's ever read the line which the wardrobe and like accepted Christ, you know, after reading <laughs> yeah. it. Like it's not yeah, or a like, conversion story. Yeah, not stopped wanting to use birth control or something. You know? <laughs> exactly. I, I was like, I, I need to put a read condom this on Bible. Yeah. Aslan said he's good, not yeah. safe, and yeah. I'm gonna be not safe. Yeah. <laughs> Turkish delight. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Maybe they accepted Turkish Making delight. Making that connection. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I wonder what a child would say after watching 
high tops. <laughs> oh my God, oh my you God. guys. <gasps> uh, well, Ryan, thanks for sharing all that and your perspective yeah. on things. Of course. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, imagine a world, if you will, where you have an extra hour in your day. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to go for a run? Are you going to take a nap? Are you going to read a book? Are you, hey, you know, listeners of this show, are you going to pray? Are you going to perhaps read not only a book, but maybe the good book? Well, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what it is that's important to you and to make that a priority. And guess what can help you do that? Therapy. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And I can attest to this personally. I've been in therapy for 11 years now and it has helped me tremendously to figure out my priorities, to figure out where my time is going and why, and how to focus on the things I need to focus on and shy away from the things that I actually don't care about, but I just kind of get in autopilot and I'm not feeling and dealing and tuning into my body in real time. Therapy helps with all of that. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with the licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GoodChristianFun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GoodChristianFun. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Let's dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> we wrestle not with principalities and powers. Wasn't that the, the verse that opens That's right. this movie? It, okay, does, yeah. it is projected. Yeah. Uh, very you, very intense. intense. Verse. You noids. You noids. Your, your experience noids. with Christian media <laughs> is just like at a far distance. Didn't listen to anything. Maybe heard an Amy Grant song once or twice on the radio. But Yeah, for sure. Creed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That counts. That's, yeah. They're under the tent. Yeah. Creed. Scott Stapp. Yes. We mm-hmm. we accept them with arms wide open, of there course. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say open arms. I Did you guys want, I'm sure you've watched all the Kurt Cameron Left Behind remakes and yeah. all that. Well, oh, the yeah. first one. We the haven't, first one. We haven't there had, were sequels? Yeah. There was like two sequels. Oh, yeah. And then there was the original one. Did you ever, have you ever done the original one? Well, the, the original one is the Kirk Cameron one from 2001. The Nicolas Cage one is the one from 2014. 20, but isn't there one even before that? Before Whoa. the Kirk Cameron one? I think there is. There's one in the oh, 70s. There's the one in the 70s. Called, um, 
Oh my God, we covered Darkness. it. Darkness. You covered it. So it's called, we don't like, need to go I there. I wish we'd all been ready. Yeah. Yeah. That one was. Mark of the Beast. Fucking that one was like stuff. actually oh, kind sc- of interesting. Scary, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was actually scary. scary. Yeah, yeah. I think we did it for a Halloween. And episode. it was like, I mean, 70s movies are just like yeah. the choices are strange and very theatrical. So that was like Why, that's kind of film. a fun watch. Yeah. So this one is, uh, this is High Tops. It's a Christian movie musical. It's really a stage production that they just kind of shot Made on video. A movie. But they, they did some cinematic stuff to it. Oh, some freeze frames, yeah. some oh, edits, yeah. some yeah. creative <laughs> choices as far as that stuff goes. So this comes from Debbie Kerner and Ernie Rotino, which are like a powerhouse husband, wife, really? Christian songwriter couple who gave us Salty the singing song. Oh my God. They are behind him and like a bunch of praise and worship songs. And this is just like another arm of the kind of stuff that they're doing. <clears throat> and so much of their stuff was geared towards like actual small children, elementary school children. This is more for a preteen audience or high schoolers and is more conversant in the language of the after school specials of the 1970s, PSAs, hitting on all those like bullet points and greatest hits of, you know, should you do drugs? Should you cheat on the test? Should you have <laughs> premarital sex? And the answers to all those are no because of uh, Jesus. Let's dance it out. Yeah, and and let's dance it out to alternatingly impressive and bland choreography. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love this. The, I call them, um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, the dancing in this film. I mean, there was always like a trio of dancers that mm-hmm. would come out in mm-hmm. shiny pants, two women and a guy. And I would describe their movements as like Hitler youth esque, you know, sure, lots sure. of just hiling, hiling, straight limbed, kicking, absolutely sexless, you know, yeah, just no, no hips or booty movement or, that is not quite dancing, but more aerobic, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, aerobic feels aerobic. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. The whole premise of this thing is uh, quite compelling in yeah. a way. You want to tell us? Well, yeah, three angels come down. From heaven to earth to study to high school. peer pressure. Yeah. To just get a they're get they're interested in fads. They're looking through this little like fads. this these um this some kind of record keeping through these laser telescopes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're able, they're like get all interested in fads. They're and, archivists. Yeah. We're yeah. all following this, right? It's hard to go back to like 1985 and understand how this was just like a Christian version of things that were already happening, or how like aberrant this was. Or how like five years or three years behind the actual mainstream stuff it was. This always happens when we go into the past. It's easy to, you know, interrogate it in 2022 where it's like, yeah, this is more of a 2014 thing. Yeah, I think there was like kind of this moment of like beings from another world, like coming to Earth for like research. I just feel like this was a storyline that was happening a lot. So there was that and there's definitely you know, Footloose and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, plus like the high school thing. Yeah, and they're trying Mm -hmm. to evoke all this, you know, Porky's. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Those are the the most popular movies at the Mm -hmm. time, right? But did Grease come out before this? Grease had, because I feel like Tony is a proxy for... Yeah, absolutely. He's supposed to be Italian. (laughs) So the whole... Look into that. Oh my God. From the old country. Yeah, so we have our three angels that that Gabriel lets go to Earth, right? Yes. And but but our kind of primary characters are like the the high school kids yeah. who are obsessed with this band called the High Tops. 
and they go, <laughs> they go to their concert, and then the band the high announces. Tops is a Christian band That's in right. this world too. In this world too, but it's not. It's weird because they don't they don't really talk about their Christianity that much, except for <laughs> they don't talk about it. They do sing about and it. They though. sing about it, and then they'll then they'll call it out in a way that's always jars you. This girl was crushing it, actually. Hell yeah. There's the, di- there's the youth. Yeah. Doing their moves. <laughs> who, chore- who choreographed so that? A lot of like- we could do this on TikTok. <laughs> we could do this on TikTok. <laughs> I don't want to get flagged and reported. There's I'm not the high do tops. Everyone wants to be a part of the high tops. There's an open casting call. The coolest call. We thing need you can new- do. <laughs> we need a new member for the high tops. Just any high schooler. With yeah. talent. That's oh, the dream. The thing that killed me that sent me over the edge is like, there's a reason we chose the name High Tops for our band. <laughs> it's because the high symbolizes the, what did they say? Like the high level of excellence that they're trying to lead or they're like keeping their eyes high or something. I was like, I buy it. I buy it. <laughs> they could have been the high waters. They could have been the high waisted pants. Like, <laughs> and ironically, nobody got higher than Jenny. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, like, turn true into a COVID wheeze wheeze. laugh. <laughs> Jesus. Don't worry. Oh, nothing to fear with Jenny. long COVID. Excuse me. Yeah, no, I'm sure I'll be just fine. Yeah. The, Le- l- the lung tissue is fine. Everybody's <laughs> oh, fine. Wow, with enough prayer. I'm on the rebound. And it does, it does lead to because structurally, again, it is so. Um, it's confusing. This all this whole thing is on YouTube. If anyone wants to watch it, the whole hour forty minute production is on YouTube. I do kind of recommend. Yeah. I did not recommend the whole hour forty. <laughs> oh my god, it was it, so long. I um, split yeah. it over two days. Yeah, uh, I, I I did Just have to do that. Scrub back and forth. The high tops performance does lead to a sort of like altar call. That is one of the most out of breath, sweatiest altar calls. <laughs> Thank in, you for playing let, this. Let's see if, I, if I find a, if they, we can find so it. So he just finished his song and then this actor has to deliver like a whole sermon. And then. Nick. <laughs> we're all running somewhere. Some of us are running to God. And others are running from him. Thing, thing is, you got to figure out which way you're going to go tonight. <laughs> To God or from him? <laughs> I can guarantee you that from the minute you start running to God is the minute you become a winner. I don't think you've stopped running to God, sir. <laughs> yeah. you know, Was he you know, singing live, too? Become a loser. I think no. so. No, I think, no. There's no way. Why is he so... Maybe he's tired from dancing. dancing. I, think it's, I think it's the car. His, his voice sounds me. fucking crazy when he starts None singing. None of yeah, them are singing live. I, I don't was, think. Unless yeah, it's like, like little bits. I was like, how old is this person? Like, is yeah, this a man or a teenager? He looked young and he's like, hey, you got... And you heard him talking right there, but when he sings, it's like crazy yeah, low. just a little clip of his song. That's the same man. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, that's the sort of filmmaking so technique right there. I can't believe they just didn't like cut it and let him catch his damn breath and then do I, his big monologue. They should to keep the energy of the live performance. I guess so. That I, was the other thing that was making me like lose my mind was that there was a live audience in this movie as well. So like raucous, absolutely raucous. responsive. Yes. But, Laughter and yes. applause for the weakest 
joke you've ever heard in your life. They wanted to laugh. They were all about the jokes. <laughs> Nothing else out. really hit. I, I kept waiting for some ohs or something like mm-hmm. that. There wasn't any there of that. There was some boos. There was some boos for Lucifer <laughs> later. Yeah. Louis. 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 Um, Lucifer. But uh, the laughter was funny and also that song you could tell that they're trying to kind of like dabble in different genres for each of the songs and so that one feels like a Bowie song to me or something yeah absolutely they like were it was all like, like this is a ballads. Gary Newman situation <laughs> this is Bowie yeah. this is the car oh yeah like, they're definitely doing a little <laughs> it was rough genre yeah, so. <laughs> the laughing took me out especially when um Jenny is like actively bullying the nerd character. Norman. Norman. Thank you. (laughs) Forget him. And she's saying just like vile shit, but the audience is confused and can't tell they're supposed to be laughing at because we, up to this point, we have been laughing at Norman. Yes. Or being a nerd. The cliche nerd. We are laughing at him. And so when she starts making fun of him, it's supposed to be a moment where she's like tearing him down and we're supposed to be like, oh, she's Uh, gone too far. But the audience is still laughing. There, Can you play that when she's like, "There's also you stink and you should go die"? Basically, where does that? That's near the beginning. It is. It? Everybody um, seems to um, try to outscream each other with the choices they make, and they're kind oh of in their speaking voices. Let's Disney see. Channel child acting. It's a headless monster. <laughs> it's his pimple. Where's my clearest? Oh wait, no, no, no. Um, hey guys, guess what? It is like, and this did take me back to high school where it's just like the difference between yelling and projecting was no difference. Oh, all. yeah. Tony and Hannah? No, not that. Oh. I heard they're going to buy a new helicopter and it's going to add on the audition. Oh, good idea. <laughs> hey, it is a good idea. It is? Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Oh, it's that caliber of performance that continues throughout. I I think the move is to just really hang your hat on some kind of nerd voice. Because most of them, even the angels, before they get their kind of human forms, Uh they're doing nerd voices. Everybody's just doing like a screeching nerd voice. Yeah. And I guess if you're trying to keep your energy up, it's a good move. Have you guys ever done live live theater before? Oh, sure. I was in Footloose the Musical in high school. Footloose the Musical. Could (laughs) Could you imagine... Uh, this show that's supposed to have all this comedy in it. Could you imagine teching a show like this? Like how much you would feel like you're going to fucking die out there? <laughs> like this is this is the hottest it's going to be. And imagine, yeah. you know, once you've like, so anybody that hasn't done like theater or musical theater or anything like that, you rehearse it forever, you know, within an inch of its life. And then, especially if you're doing comedy, you start, you don't even know what's funny anymore. You don't know what you sound like. You've been saying it over and over. You're not, you don't get any laughter from the audience. You get no feedback. <laughs> and then right before the show, you have to tech it. So you have to do the show a million times after you've done it a trillion already to hit all the light cues and sound That's cues. Right. Again, no laughter at all. And so for a show that's, I would say, objectively unfunny, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would have to feel like this is, we're going to fucking die out there. <laughs> I am screaming like a nerd right now. Yes. I'm I want to drive the, the biggest swings. Like I, you could hear the, the director telling him like, just go harder on yeah, that one. Louder. Bigger. Harder. Big. I think yeah. I found the bullying and, scene. Oh, there. Wanna... Okay. Yeah. It's what are you doing here? Uh, like my shoes? They are disgusting, just like you. And if you're thinking of auditioning, forget it. I'm probably the only person in the world that'll tell you the truth about yourself. You're ugly. You have no talent. Laughing. Stop using transmission fluid for a deodorant. You smell like a garage. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're I mean, like, I'm, yeah. Damn, Jenny. And going back to frogs. <laughs> what's he going back to? Frogs? Frogs. But then, what's her he comment? He makes my skin crawl. If you ask me, I think they should have a special school for people like that. <laughs> Which is... And the audience is like, ha, ha, ha. And... That's supposed to be the moment where you'd be like, oh, <laughs> bullying is bad. You know, that's supposed to be another lesson from this show is like, sure. oh, bully a nerd within an inch of his life. The, the messages are really muddled and it's kind of a missed opportunity because I think that there's a lot of simple fixes for what they wanted to right. show, say, do, you know, and it's, especially for, you know, how much of a break they gave themselves on continuity and <laughs> <laughs> Story. Story. Well, and the, the whole theme, which is like a very PSA after school special theme, which is that peer pressure. You don't want to be peer pressured into doing drugs. You don't want to be peer pressured into doing the wrong thing and cheating and blah, blah, blah. And as an antidote to peer pressure, you do want to join the biggest religion on earth, which is Christianity. Well, you want yeah, to be. There's literally a conversion at the end of this play, mm-hmm. which is. Just, they do a kind of try. They try to do a sweaty cover for that because Gabriel's like sometimes peer pressure can be good. Mm-hmm. It keeps you in line and doing <laughs> yeah. Christian stuff. So hope you figure out which one yeah, it is. Sometimes it's bad, <laughs> but they, so you have all these different kids, and the worst the the worst of the kids, like the bad girl Jenny, everything everything bad happens to her. She does everything bad, oh and everything God. bad happens she to her. She just gets punished. And I think that you know it's good in the sense that you like a you like a tragic character like that. Mm-hmm. You want it, and if that's part of you know their lesson is like, hey, you don't know what's going on in her life. You know, we don't know that her parents are jet setting in Europe and they're not taking her. They're just sending her a postcard and spending her, spelling her name wrong. Um, yeah. Actual stuff from oh. the, from the show. Heart wrenching details. Yeah, about her and life. actually a good little monologue Sad. by this actor. She Sad. did a good job. Yeah, but um, the problem is, is I think that you could have had a lot of these lessons happen to the other likable characters. So, like, what would happen if Heather did drugs or Tony did drugs? Or how do, how how are all of them going to fall victim to Louis? And they never really do. They're all kind of That's virtuous. That's a good point. Yeah. Except for her, and it, I think you would learn more if you're like, oh, the jock that I like is now even the good person. Yeah. You know, I mean, even though the jock proposes to his oh, girlfriend, yeah, he does. They're going to get married. That's not a bad choice in the play. That's a normal choice. That's fine. (laughs) The wrong thing is him wanting to then go to like the lookout point and, you know, fool around with his girlfriend. Get into it. Information lane or whatever it's called. It's some (laughs) weird name. Information lane. Oh, oh God. Anyway. yeah. Yeah. call it lover's lane or... Yeah. Inspiration point. That's Inspiration point. Yeah, he does try to fuck And then we get an abstinence song out of that. This is the best song, in my opinion. This is Louis, who is literally Satan. And they do a speak of the devil joke, because you know they got to Yeah. This is, they also make a, a classic mistake in this, is making Satan actually more fun and likable than any of the other yeah. characters oh, yeah, in the story. Yeah. Where like he's actually kind of maybe funny and like he's just like interesting, you know. And you're you're kind of laughing with him at points at the characters. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be even more likable than he was. Like when they first when they first do like the kind of red uh, light cue, I was like, um, oh, I'm gonna like the devil in this. But <laughs> the guy didn't quite win me over. Except I do love his song. His song is good. But again, that's a weird thing. Like he just convinces her to cheat, and then the lesson is that. Um, I think it's Heather, mm-hmm. who's like the goody two-shoes, that she should forgive her 
for cheating and being, getting her in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> we took it's, a circuitous route to yeah, get there. Right. And, and then also, that, yeah, he did get her really drunk like a, and really high. Like, why, why does this Christian musical that should be very simplistic, straight across the plate, just like, yeah. this is very moralistic. Why does it feel like a Robert Altman movie? Yeah. At I'm, I'm asking like, complex am I questions Gosford after this. Freaking yeah. Park? Wait, who's that guy again? He's who's, on the team. Who's talking? I guess black and white thinking is harmful. Yeah. All this overlap. Gracious. It's, this is also a life-affirming musical. <laughs> it does affirm that even loser nerds deserve love. They deserve to fall in love. They deserve to have a musical number about being in love with each other. Is this uh, Grace the Nerd that, Angel with, that is right. with um, Norman? Yeah. Oh Norman gosh. J. Pitts. Right. She's so angelic. <laughs> Does he sound like Nick Jester? <laughs> Charisma. Charisma. <laughs> I mean, but... If I did this at my high school, it would be dead silent the entire time. And I went to a Christian school. There would be no laughter. People would actively bully me after. I think it would bring the house down because there's like, you can find more videos of like Christian high schools did productions of this. Of high high tops? Yeah, they made it available in a way that, you know, like it got onto the Christian high school circuit. They did it at my school. We yeah. had we had an insane drama teacher, but she did the same four plays and just rotated them every four years. That's All awesome. Christian plays? Uh, no, it was High Tops, Cinderella, The Importance of Being Earnest, and Who's Afraid of Virginia? <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for Godot. Um, so <laughs> High Tops plow. is one of them. But I asked my sister because she went to the same school. Like, did you ever do this one? You know, when she was doing them, she was like, No, I thought it looked lame. So do it. Was like, you know who did is you know, our uh, our friend and former guest Scott Arkerman was in a production of this of High oh Top. Yeah, really? Who did he play? We should have asked him. I can't believe we didn't talk I should about have, this. Yeah, we should have shot him a little message before this. But yes, he did. He was in a production of this in his high school <laughs> or in his local church. Charisma, charisma. It's such a fumble. I, I mean, these kids are doing the best they can, and mm-hmm. um, and again, like I like that. I like that Lucifer song and the. The, the monologue it's a it's a really good idea and i just think that they leave a lot on the table by not just shoring things up it's like did you get, did you really think about this you know they're too far removed from kids or something like what's really tempting kids and and i guess like all the kids at the school are christian except for jenny cuz like the jock and his wife girlfriend like help her accept Christ by the end of it. Yeah, that serve is Christ. True. You should serve Christ. <laughs> you should serve Christ. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like to me. Tony, I've, I haven't heard any of this from you <laughs> Tony, at all. You what the fuck are you talking about? Homophobic stuff, and then trying to like have sex with your girlfriend, yeah. and now he is like leading the charge on the conversion. Yeah, yeah, honestly, easy. I never knew how to play the saxophone until I figured out I could serve Christ. And <laughs> it's pretty cool, dude. <laughs> it's like, what? What's your story, the last man? Three he, minutes of the he play does have a wait. I believe, yeah. He does have a sax solo, doesn't he? Oh yeah, you know it. I wanna be in the band. I need to be. This song is a little. This is a chorus line in a lot of ways. This is waiting for Guffman. Like when this felt like stools working, building, never stop. Of course, we thought of waiting for Guffman while watching this. Of course, there's something that, like, genuinely in an unironic way, that was so enjoyable about watching people. Do the best with what they had at the I time. I was not enjoying it. For this. <laughs> Mister. Mister. That um, had to be a placeholder. 
I would imagine so. Uh, one of one of the angels, Lily of the Valley, who talks like a valley girl, as is I liked her. As is the case, that is Crystal Lewis, who would go on to be a major CCM recording artist. Oh my god! Oh yeah, she's uh, talented. Yeah, multi yeah, platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She her character kind of reminded me of Connie from Adventures in Odyssey. Oh too. sure, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. she had Connie so, vibes. In a good like Lorraine Newman, uh, uh, Moon Unit, Zappa, Valley Girl which was a fun thing at the time. And I, I felt like her char- she sticks to her character all the way through. Some mm-hmm, of them are mm-hmm. kind of- She's consistent like, with it. And it was different than a screaming nerd. It was different than a screaming nerd. And yeah. that was special. What was the angel with the mohawk? Like what was Twin that fin? stereotype Twin supposed fin. to yeah. be? It's supposed to be like Spicoli, surfer dude. But surfer? He, but, but they he's... mixed up the aesthetics, <laughs> right? Just- so confusing. Where it's like, is this sex pistols? Is he into or? music? Yeah, I was like, is he a punk? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get There's, it. We're scared of doing kind of druggy type stuff. So he kind of was weirdly. Add some color to him. Yeah. And called it, yeah. And even like uh, Tony's like, man, you're crazy. But like Tony's way more, like Tony had like the horrifically dirty locker. Like, and he's like, did some weird <laughs> Italian stereotype. Like my mom's Italian. She'll cook anything. The <laughs> yes. garbage in my locker. The he went full Jared Leto on that moment. Can we play his little uh, story yes. time about his father? Yes, of yeah, course t- we Tony's can. like second generation Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy looks like fucking... Like David Spade circa, you know, 1991, like Tommy Boy or something. This is, yes, the locker where it is like, yeah, Seymour the plant from. uh, Oh, I'm talking about later when he talks about how his dad didn't want him to try out for high tops. Yeah. I told him I was doing high tops. He's from the old country. He says from the old country. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Where is that? It's, um, wait, I I have it. Um, It's after the nerd flirting song i think okay that's the plant then right no um wait 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 oh sorry hold on a fungus of parmesan there we go <laughs> that's him doing his mom wait. it's further down then yeah right? he, he's talking to heather so I, twin fin gets introduced okay. which then the, the blonde girlfriend is like oh you're his dad won't like you you're too alternative and then that's when the jock does like his story about his dad. He's from the old country. There we go. Like last night, when I told him I needed some money for a pair of high tops, he got all excited because he thought I was going out for the basketball team. <laughs> well, when I told him I was auditioning for a performing uh, group, uh, uh. he said, Tony, you mean like a dancing and a singing, a stuff like that? I said, yeah. Perfect. This is like he Billy said, Crystal 500 Sundays. My mother, Tony. I said, Dad, Joe Namath does it. He said, oh. Okay, Tony, here's the five extra bucks. You go get yourself some pantyhose. You look a cute one. And then he does the limp wrist. He does a limp wrist. Uh, Huge laugh. Applause. People love it. Applause break. Yeah, so funny. Wow. I've been on Earth now for almost... This is Lily of the Valley, okay. Crystal Lewis. She's, she's young, isn't she? She looks like she's 15. She yeah. looks very young. Very she's young. like Millie Bobby Brown or yeah. something. Yeah, she was great, though. It, this is a weird thing where she's sick and she has a disgusting cold and it doesn't really serve any other purpose <laughs> in the show. It gets healed she immediately a, a later. There's real. like a miracle. Yeah, there's a miracle that she gets healed. Yeah, it's kind like, of thank a, you, God. Yeah, I oh. guess it's like... A, 
Christian Science in there too, a little bit or something. <laughs> just gets the error yeah, out. That's the, the, yeah, someone yeah does at the end uh, when it is. Gosh, remind me her name. Who overdoses? Jenny. Jenny, yeah. Jenny overdoses. Jenny dies in this. Yeah, play. she literally <laughs> is. Dying. Oh, get out of here! Look at her. Don't put that on me. And to be clear, Satan is coded as East Coast. Satan oh, is East Brooklyn. Coast. Brooklyn. Noid. Trash. Always. Noid. Oh, it's always that voice. Twip. Why'd you get out of here? The sight of you makes me sick. Fine, I'm out of here, but... My job's finished here anyway, isn't it? <laughs> He's got a thriller jacket on. Come on, yeah, come on, we gotta cool. go. Well, that one actually turned out to be a little yeah. depressing. <laughs> turned out right. <laughs> I mean, this would... I'm trying to think if I was a kid, if I would enjoy this. In a, in I don't a, think in I would understand what the stakes are. I'm direct like, way. Is this happening? I mean, this is Lynchian right now. <laughs> yeah, we're experiencing and watching. The kids are like praying. They're weeping. Well, we've all been here. We've all prayed over someone who's been dead or is <laughs> demon possessed uh, in some way. <laughs> you cough yourself back to life. <laughs> hey, I just did earlier. <laughs> The sincerity of some of this coffee. Wait, we should play her accepting Christ. Okay. That is an important beat. I'm not sure where I was, but Twinfin and Lily and Grace were there. So she did go to heaven. Oh. And they told me I was going to have another chance. <laughs> and then I heard you calling my name. Hey, where is Twinfin and Lily? And Grace. I wonder where they went. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, no. oh yeah, all their friends His are gone. His one now. love is like just abandoned. <laughs> well, well, maybe because <laughs> I see something in you that I see in myself. What could that be? Well, nerd genes. Whiteness. Yeah. Like, what is it? <laughs> Anglo-Saxon mechanism <laughs> is to withdraw to the computer lab where nobody will see me. And yours is. Been there. Well. Well, try out and try to hurt everybody before they can hurt you. And you don't have to do that. If you can see yourself the way God sees you, he'll never reject you. He's a Christian. He loves you just the way you are. As long as you change and fall in. (laughs) Here's Tony, the Italian wonder. He sees us and sees a great big (laughs) cavagoo. All my life, I always wanted to be a Christian. And he forgives us. And because he does, we can forgive ourselves. Hell yeah, dude. I proposed to my high school girlfriend and tried to doink her. As soon as she accepts my proposal and we get married, I'm going to fuck her. <laughs> That's God's way. God's way. Would you like to give your life to the Lord? Life to the Lord. Shh. <laughs> but I don't see how he could accept me. Oh, a little mess up. I mean, I can't even accept <laughs> yeah. myself. Oh, she's holding out. He does because he loves us. We don't have to clean up ourselves. I hate this God. girl. That's his job. Yeah, she sucks. She sucks. Us just the way we are. I feel like she's like the parent on a field trip telling us not to have fun. That's like the vibe. Just because we fail at something doesn't make us failures. I know that in spite of everything, there's someone inside you. <laughs> yeah, <he> does. <laughs> Jenny, God loves you. I 
so do I. Ah. Hey, don't forget me. Don't. Come on. <laughs> and a hug for the nerd. She accepted God, and that's an incredible end. Yeah, that Heather the Goody Two Shoes. She reminds me of like your like, wife. No, yeah, <laughs> my wife. Um, <laughs> uh, like you nailed it with a parent. Like it was like somebody's used to go to their house, but like, is your mom going to be there? I don't want to go. Then, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the vibe I get for her is like way too adult for like whatever is going on. Yeah, but too. I think you make such a good point again of like every kid here had done something that they like needed to learn from, but Jenny is the only one that like has to come to Christ at the end of the play. Yeah. The rest of them like didn't or like learned a lesson and just for fine, you know, that or the lesson was, I don't know. It's all, it was, it's messy. Like it's, messy. it's messy messaging. And I think they could have cleared things up and then made, you know, made it a little more compelling. And, you know, cause it's that, each of these different people, you should be able to find something of yourself in. And so you're like, Ooh, I could be tempted like that. Or mm-hmm. I could. Mm-hmm. And I also think that if it was a character you really loved that was going to OD and then die, yep. you'd be way yeah. more in it than the villain of the show. <laughs> right. It's like, Oh, okay. You know, and maybe her moment of grace could be saving the person that was going to die, yeah. you know, something like that. She yeah. Felt being guilty. there for the yeah. nerd in some way that she hadn't been. Well, so- I also thought the angels like could have just been gone from the entire show and, like nothing would have changed at all. They should have been also Other than tempted. Norman wouldn't have been heartbroken yeah, yeah, at I the guess end. Norman falling in love with like an eternal being. Or we would never have the City of Angels movies, which uh, with uh, Meg Nick Ryan Cage, and Nick yeah. Cage, yeah. which was I think this or gets a, cr- a story credit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there are other performances of this musical on YouTube. You oh, can God. High Tops musical performed at Church of the Highlands in 1988. Uh, so you can kind of do an A-B comparison for all you High Tops heads out there. <laughs> I was stunned to learn that this was 85. It seemed more recent. It's, it felt like early 2000s doing the 80s. Me too. Yeah, yeah that's the same was. thing I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't make any sense grammatically. Me too. I thought, yes, me. Yes. (laughs) My my things exactly. All things, yes. My impression of it was really like like that group I dream of being a part of, or I'm going to start now, like going to a high school. I'm like, for high school, they're doing a pretty good job. Like, I I thought. Right. For high school, right? Again, let's. Was this high school? No. Um, no. No, it was, you they know, are teenagers, a production of though, adults. Right? Yeah, I think they were, You think I these think are this, adults? I think they're adults. Really? I think yeah. some of them no, are and some of them kids. are teenagers. I mean, Crystal Lewis was probably I think they are all kids. But they're pros though, right? It's they're not pros. a high school. I think they were had to audition to get in to do this. It's yeah. not like a high school, but Okay, I, so Crystal Lewis is born uh <laughs> what a birthday. Crystal Lewis was born September 11th, 19 <laughs> 1969. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that would never make her forget. never never forget. That would make her seventeen, right? Uh, Eighty-five. There's no way we'll ever be able to figure it out. Fifteen plus the one. math is impossible, 16. guys. Don't even yeah, try. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. she was a kid. You're she was right. a kid. Yeah, I think they're all teenagers. September eleventh, nineteen sixty. It's not. Yeah, I shouldn't be too hard. My on least them. favorite domestic terrorism, but my favorite sexual position. <laughs> that's right. You know, and that is that is life. It's that's the, the, the dichotomy. That's nine eleven. With life, there's death at the same time. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about with the high tops before we give it a little? Uh, just that her 
her angle on uh, not wanting to um, have sex was uh, purely fear of like having a child. Oh my God. Her be- fears were so real for one. And like, <laughs> like yeah. the stakes for either of them were so different. I mean, you were about to say, but she was like, I have a friend who had a baby at 16. Now she it was kicked out of her house, lives in a home, and like takes care of a child full time. Yeah. And is that her on her or society or where <laughs> the community where she <laughs> lives? And absolutely no self-control. <laughs> well, I don't want to get married until I'm at least 24, and I certainly don't want what's on his mind until after I'm married. I don't want to end up like Mary Lou Palmer. She's 16 years old, she has a baby, and she's stuck in one of those homes for for unwed mothers. And she has all the responsibilities of a full-on adult. Fucking sad. I want to make lifelong decisions with my brains, not my hormones. Like yes. A, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clearly, yeah. The but I mean, yeah. They, are you not allowed to use condoms? No, we can. That implies that you're allowed now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for Christians, that implies forethought that you were going to have sex. Okay, which is like can't be premeditated. Can't can't be sex first degree. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the accident-only education. Right. Well, yeah, and I think you make such a good point of like that's not necessarily like being bad morally. That's like your community being so oppressive that they would like ostracize you. That for sure. But all, just the angle that her fear is having the unwanted pregnancy as opposed to, I need to wait for marriage for some other reason. It's just an interesting angle because it does bring up like, well, if that's your only fear about it, there are, there is birth control. Right. Like there are options. Yeah. Because they don't really, they don't, she doesn't really get into the spirituality of why she's not doing it. It's purely if just. If he the, is inside of me, I will have a baby. Right. Yeah. Well, honestly, no. like, it's fair. You know, it's yeah. like a fair fear for her to have. Yes. Like, you're young, it's possible, it could happen, and it would ruin your life. And if you're in this Christian world, it's like the worst thing you could do. And I mean, I don't want to get too intense, but this is like the thing that. Christian girls have to carry as their burden is like gatekeeping yeah. sexuality for everybody else mm. because the, the consequences are Our enormous <laughs> yeah. for her. Yeah. A whole child, you know, like Grim. there is, there's no abortion, there's no birth control. So like she's thinking ahead in a way that her boyfriend should have. The last thing I'll say <laughs> to keep this a four hour podcast, um, well, just that uh, we were just recently talking about the Dirty Dancing because we did it because of Roe v. Wade. And so we were trying to like- Oh, yeah, because Dirty Dancing is a very abortion-centric movie for people who haven't seen it in a long time or haven't seen it at all. It centers around an abortion. Centers around an abortion. The woman uh, who gets the abortion makes the choice to do it. And so we were trying to think of, and it's back when they were illegal, so she has to do a back alley abortion. And they use really purple language like- a folding table and a rusty knife. The reality is of if abortions are illegal, like what you would have to do mm-hmm. to get one to protect your livelihood or your life or whatever. And so we were trying to think of examples of movies where modern women make the choice to get an abortion. And there's just really not that many at all. Like there's, there's plenty of TV shows where it's become more normalized or like yeah. Olivia Pope on Scandal got an abortion. Mm-hmm. Like, there's right. Obvious those- Child with Jenny Slate. 
you guys yeah. see that movie? Yeah, but that's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. it's all, that's almost kind of like an indie movie. Like, but there's hardly any yeah. mainstream. There's like, definitely some you can point to, but few, there's like a summer movie, like Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah, where like it's blockbuster tr- mm-hmm. and truly just like a modern woman just making this. There's like Cider House rules to where it was like it's all about how it was illegal or whatever, and it's not modern. But just like a career woman that decides to do it, usually it's something like they don't want the baby and they end up keeping it, and that's like we talked about knocked up and baby right. boom and, and some other ones. Ending. Right. Yeah, but there's not a lot out there of that, and it's it's interesting. And who's gonna write that abortion rom com where the woman comes in, she meets her doctor, he performs it, and guess what? They have a special Beautiful. little connection. <laughs> yeah, and she says, "Will you abort my loneliness and be my yeah? Be carefree with me." Yeah, <laughs> Lady Gaga does the song "Abort My Loneliness." <laughs> Huge hit, incredible single. Abort my- <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bop. It's a dance song. <laughs> It's more of the Joanne era than it is like the little monster. It's pared down. That's right. Yeah, it's it's more acoustic. (laughs) (laughs) Plays it for her mom who doesn't know what to do. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, man. The best scene of that movie. Of the Lady Gaga. What's it called? 50 feet tall? Five foot two. Five foot two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm combining 50 feet from stardom. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That was so crazy. It's just like, oh, not what we wanted, but it stayed in there. <laughs> they put a lot of that scene. Oh, it's yeah. like, good for you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Gaga's like sobbing. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Let's write this thing. The way it works, Stangers, we're going to give it a holy toast or holy roast. Holy toast is a thumbs up. That's when we give it the approval of the GCF podcast and we send it all the way to heaven. heaven or holy roast. That's a thumbs down. That's when we send it. Or if it's not one or the other, we send it to Purgatory, which is the space between. <laughs> so good, Caroline. We start with you. <laughs> um, this movie made me feel so insane and like upset, and it wasn't until <laughs> the very end <laughs> of it that I realized what it really was. What? It's a hell house. Yeah, it's uh, a hell yeah. house. Do you know wow. what the hell houses yeah, are? Yes. Yeah. It was literally all the scenes of the hell house. There's the sex, there's drugs, there's all these like, you know, bad warning things and things that will happen to you, a high schooler. And there's literally the conversion at the end. Mm-hmm. So that made me more upset. <laughs> I was like, you put me through a hell house. You didn't even warn me. That's fair. I thought I was going to see a Christian musical. Um, so Holy Rose for me, uh, I'm sorry to these teenagers who were clearly putting their whole heart and whole ass into this part, but woof. Their whole high tussy into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. A, a holy roast from Caroline. We turn to Ryan. God, it, it's really tough because what I what I tell like one of my friends, you know, that I do another podcast, like you have to see this. But for you guys. Which one? Know, Rogers or, or Gabris? Gabris. I mean, <laughs> either of them. But like I do a podcast with Aaron McGowan. Yeah. He's got some. And so you know, outside of like grim curiosity, you know, I'm just trying to think of if I can give it like a recommendation to somebody because it is funny, you know, <laughs> you uh, were into it. Yeah. I, I'm going to give it a holy toast. Wow. A holy toast. Very from nice. But I don't, I don't have any baggage. And so it's right. just more like, you got to see this thing. It was that like exists. going to Jurassic Park for you. Yeah. You know, you yes. were just in yeah. the Jeep. You were like, wow, how about that? Just looking at the dinosaurs <laughs> and you yeah. drive on out. Yeah. Literally. Jurassic Park, Chris Pratt and all. Listen, I know. 
well, I didn't the see, Pratt part. I haven't seen Dominion, but I think it ends with him saying, by the way, this was all a test from God. And he looks into the camera. None of these like are real. The sign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I my experience of this last night was turning it on with a uh, friend of mine over last night. Oh, your poor friend. And 15 minutes into it, she said, this is unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she did ask me. and That's so, not something a friend does. So we watched like Gene Kelly montages on YouTube instead. Uh, yeah, I know. I was a so bad friend. So from good dancing to bad dancing. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, instead of the, you know, just yeah. absolutely inaccessible dancing. What about those weird Daft Punk robot things in the beginning, we too? We didn't what talk about that. Those? Sorry, they sorry. They were to... Daft Punk angels. That's so true. In the beginning. Yeah. They were angels as yeah. well. With full helmets. Sci-fi's popular right now. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, like one like second of that? fighting with Satan and then just kind of like let him rip for the yeah. rest of the play. Yeah. Man. So, uh... But because of that, I'm still compelled. I still have the nostalgia of like just wanting to see children do their best. Look at you run in those high I tops. Top. And some of the songs were okay. I thought they were okay on a Guffman level. You have brain worms. Maybe. Holy toast for me. <laughs> Holy toast. Holy toast. And my oh, vote outrules them all. This. So it's going to heaven. Sorry, Caroline. I can't believe it. High tops. It's got to go. the same thing. This I is know. a true piece of shit. All the way but to the top. <laughs> In a way it is worth that seeing you somehow. Wow. But when you're around enough shit, yeah, it yeah. starts to smell real good. You, get, you start to turn a little piggy. Listen, we're yeah, we're in the pig pen right now. Oink oink. Uh, but now we're bringing down the lights. We're lighting the candles in here. We're turning into a more worshipful space. And Ryan, on on other shows, you might. Uh, you know, promote your projects or plug yourself. We're not here to do that. We're here to lift those things up to the Lord. And by that, I mean, lift up your projects and your other shows and your social media handles and something that you might be enjoying in secular culture, a recommendation, the last great thing you've seen or watched or read. And we'll start with Caroline. Um, you can come serve Christ with me at Ooh. Caroline's Farts, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Even TikTok. And Letterboxd. And Letterboxd. And uh, I'm going to lift up Nope. I saw Nope, the movie. Mm. Fantastic. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's going to like it a whole lot. Um, I, I thought it was really, really good. It was exciting. I ran into friends of the show that we've had on as guests right after the movie. And they, a lot of them were mixed on it. Oh, wow. They were like, Hannah. Yeah, people are like not into it. That's I interesting. I don't get it. You just said everybody likes it. <laughs> yeah, I was joking. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, people just seem to like have a lot of I loved it. issues with it. You loved it? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I sure did. Great time. I yeah, love that chimp. Yeah. Gordy. 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 I'm Gordy's Gordy. Girl. Gordy. The, the Travis. <laughs> the Travis <laughs> proxy, man. Truly. Oh, my God. Wow. So, dicks out for Gordy. Oh, uh, yeah. dicks out for Gordy. Yeah. No, no and, spoilers on that. RIP Travis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bang, bang. yeah. Have y'all seen that interview on Oprah with the woman? I looked. I looked it yeah. up. Of course. Oh my god. Don't watch good. it. Not good. She's got well, a new face now. Yeah, she got does. a new face. Well, and then you get on the the Wikipedia article for all the monkey attacks that have happened over time. Can't recommend that enough. I mean, mm-hmm. it's horrifying, but it's it's a good time. It's yeah. Good read. Oh, it feels different when you watch Planet okay, Lift now. Lift that up one too. The Wikipedia <laughs> yeah, page. Yeah. Lift up the Wikipedia article for monkeys. <laughs> monkey <Yeah>. attacks. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Caroline. We turn it to Stanger. Uh, Yeah, I've got a couple podcasts. um, Action Boys I do with John Gabris and Ben Rogers, where we... 
yeah. talk and make fun and enjoy and take apart action movies and the all the weirdness and gender politics and everything in there. Oh, really? It's about three friends hanging out. About three friends hanging out. Uh-huh. It's like this, but with action movies. And yeah. then uh, I do like a funny fitness one with Aaron McGowan called The Dumbbells. Love that one. Been on it a few times. Been yeah. on. Caroline, you got to come on. I would love to. Um, and uh, yeah, so people should check those out and uh, lift something up. Uh, I would say Nope also and Elvis. I love <gasps> Elvis. Love this is a pro Elvis household. Loved Elvis. Loved it. You got snowed? Got snowed. Oh, yeah. yeah. We all got snowed at that theater, baby. We're a bunch of yeah. snowheads over here. <laughs> Some people think I'm the villain of this here story. <laughs> he's get, can he's I doing do? like, is he doing like um, Sandler the goat from uh, They're yeah. All Gonna Laugh at yeah. You? Sandler, yeah. Actually, yeah. it's Italian. It's everything you want it to be. Take so, a listen to actual Colonel Tom Parker and see if he sounds not the same man. Just, as, just lightly southern. I, after Nope, I did a thing with my friend I saw Nope with where we ran into every other theater in AMC and watched 30 seconds fun. of every movie that was playing. Oh so gosh. fun. Including Elvis. And it was just the scenes of old Tom Parker, Tom Hanks in the around Vegas, just like looking disoriented, and we're just poking like our head in for five scene, seconds. Yeah. Just like, oh, I never did that. <laughs> I loved Elvis. Oh my god! Are you born with destiny, or does it come a, a knocking <laughs> at your door? That's a movie. One of the best parts. I've t- I've told you before. It's not a movie. I've yet seen it in its entirety sober, but I have seen it twice. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if I should continue that tradition because yeah. every time I watch it, I was like, "Wow, I don't remember this part." <laughs> it's this a good time. Fun. Yeah, yeah keep, it keep it going. Keep yeah. the streak going. I don't dude. think why. There's no reason to change. Well, I remember the first ten minutes very well, <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest, I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> oh my god, discover it all over again." Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Uh, Not everywhere. On right now. On OnlyFans. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. You know what? I'm going to lift up John Bernthal. Are we pro Bernthal? Yeah. Yeah. I love him as an actor. Hate him as a person. <laughs> Whoa, what'd he do? <laughs> no, I don't know if I hate him, but he just like grates me in interviews, but Everything he's in mm. is so fucking good, and he's, he's so good in it. He's so – We Own the City? Have you watched oh, that? Oh, yeah. Ambulance? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Are you crazy? Is this because yeah. there was a Gawker article about him two days ago? Was there? You didn't see that? No. Oh, okay. I'm off Twitter. Uh, I'm not off – I know. Yeah, Gawker just You exists. love the articles. Definitely, if you read his interviews, there's a lot of, like, um, if I didn't go to this uh, Russian Stanislavski school of acting, I'd be in jail. And it's like, I don't think you would, but. Right. I, I don't think That's he would have. That's his story. Yeah. His little myth. His rough and tumble youth when he went to like the Harvard of high schools so and stuff. <laughs> and his dad's like a lawyer and shit. Oh my God. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They love to do there's, that. There's one GQ video with him. It, it's this format that they do on GQ with like whoever the actor is doing the press tour. And it's 10 things you can't live without for, you know, and it's usually. Austin Butler comes on and says, like, these Gucci boots. My headphones. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. And it's some like high end dollar thing. And all of Bernthal's were like, this is a picture of my wife. She's my hero. She's my best friend. I love her. <laughs> and everything is like, this is a bracelet my daughter gave me. She's my favorite person in the world, center of my heart. Oh, he misunderstood the assignment. E- but everything that he said was like, this is my dog. The I love best her. Thing yeah. ever. <laughs> it was just like the sweetest, like, wifey guy. Fuck it. It was, I found it to be very charming. It's sweet. So. I think he's putting it on. 
Mm. I think you he's smell skeptical. Phony. Gosh, you know, I'm just trying to be grateful. And, you know, everybody out there is working so hard on what they're doing in this show and this movie and this thing that I'm doing. <laughs> it's just like, it's like laying it on thick, you know? Yeah, and it's, like, it's really thick. people like this kind of thing. Here's the deal, though. If you stick to that all the time, what, who am I? Like, yeah. how can I be cynical Maybe about that's it? Who guys? He is. Like, yeah, he's pretending his whole life. You know, to be <laughs> like, nice. I guess that's like, really. Well. He's nice then at that some point, you know. <laughs> oh, the bear. He's the bear's brother in the bear. Have oh, you watched he is? the bear yet? I've been watching it. I haven't yeah. gotten to that part yet. Bear okay. rules. Uh, yeah. So but I'm with you. I mean, the guy is a, a true talent, peerless, you know. And American Gigolo is going to be a moment when that comes out, right? I, I mean, I love the original so much. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see without Paul Schrader's involvement. You guys have done a deep dive on Paul Schrader, right? Not Reformed really. Calvinist. Not, we haven't done wow. First Reformed. We haven't done any of that Wait, stuff. no, we did talk about First Reformed. I think we did on like a second service or something. I don't think so. Well, we talked he's, around it a we lot. We talked around it. He's yeah. got a fascinating story, like his whole life and everything. Like yeah. he's constantly. schrader like <laughs> I don't know. That might do something oh, to us. He's like a bad guy. Also, yeah, there's some... Uh, we'll talk off mic. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can lift us up at Christian Fun everywhere. Go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. We say one prayer. We say one little prayer. And uh, this month's charity we're donating to is Every Time for Gun Safety. Ryan Stanger, thank you so thank much you. for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for your time. Sorry for talking so much. Now, hell yeah. Are you no, kidding it was me? Awesome. You're, pod- you're on a podcast, my friend. It's, this was great. It's the podcast. We love man. it when you we talk. We love it. More it's snow, more snow. <laughs> Some people think it was them pills that killed him. <laughs> I like the them pills, Reed. You them want to try something different? Pee. No. It's perfect. Uh, and wow. there's nothing left to say except for, okay. Okay. I, I love you. you. Thank, Thank you, you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. Uh, should we go out on the greatest song from the musical, which of course is Don't Think About the Consequences? Yeah, this, this is, like is my what favorite. the Raw Dogs composed. <laughs> Yeah, this is me minutes. doing yeah. like five buttons on GarageBand. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, give him a beat, Kevin. Well, it's okay. Don't think about the consequences. Don't think about the All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.